0: Welcome to the Halftime Mike Podcast, presented by basketball fan and Hoosier native Mike Gingrich, where practical, no-nonsense resourcing on social media, business marketing, and life is presented, because the adjustments made at halftime help you win the game in the second half.
1: Hey hey! This is Mike. I want to welcome you to another episode of the Halftime Mike Podcast. Every week, we want to take a halftime break, dive into online social media marketing tips, tactics, and methods for you as an owner and marketer. Actionable items you can implement right away. This week, I am so pleased. I'm joined by a social media strategist, YouTuber, broadcaster, Sunny Nardizzi. You got to help me. With that. I just butchered your last name.
0: Leonard Doozy, Leonard, Leonard <laughs> It's okay. You're not the only person to do that. <laughs> uh,
1: Leonard Doozy, Leonard Doozy. I was I was practicing it and I got tongue tied. All right, there we go. That's okay. Welcome, Sunny.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
1: All right, I'm totally thrilled to have you here. I mean, you've been on uh, Hootsuite Social Update, uh, Breakfast Television, Edmonton and Vancouver, sure. Huffington Post uh, contributor regularly, and what you That's also fair. Social Trends Report on Rogers. Is that correct?
0: Yes, they do. Yeah, all across Canada, uh, every weekend I'm on a few times a day, so I'm sure people are fairly sick of me at this point.
1: <laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay, so I mean, I'm just pleased you're, you're here to share what you do, the latest developments in digital space, and uh, particularly um, I'm interested in kind of diving into your YouTube channel just because that's a, a wealth of uh, information there. So can we start there? You ready to go?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure.
1: All right. So. Obviously, I mean, YouTube and video have just tremendously over the past couple of years, and particularly now, just things happening online. It seems like video is coming to the forefront. Um, tell me how you got started with your YouTube channel and kind of what you try to focus on there.
0: Well, it's funny. My YouTube channel has been around, I don't know, for a while now. Um, and I started it back when I was in broadcasting school and just sort of played with it as a platform, but didn't really take it too seriously until uh, I would say probably in the last year. It's been kind of my main focus. Um So my background is in broadcasting and it's a passion of mine. And another passion of mine is um, coaching and helping people uh, build their own brands and build their businesses through social media and digital marketing and video marketing particularly. So I kept getting the same questions over and over again from my clients that I work with and coach. And I thought to myself, it'd be really nice if there was a resource online where you know I could just sort of provide tutorials and information on these common questions that keep coming up. And there's lots of other people out there who do some amazing tutorials, especially on YouTube. Um, but I just wanted to do it my own way. And it's something that I really enjoy, um, creating and producing every week. And, um, that's basically how it started with these weekly videos. Um, and then I also, in the last year I've been really fortunate to travel to some really cool places and so I took that opportunity to uh, do some filming while I was on location and create travel vlogs out of it and really for me it's born out of just a passion of communicating with people educating people um, and being creative I love creating content and this allows me to do it and also YouTube's just become a really great community of people for me uh, to connect with and um, yeah I feel really fortunate that people are actually watching the tutorials every week and I'm Getting some really great feedback from them.
1: Yeah, and you're covering a lot of things. I, mean, I just uh, like you said, some of your travel things with Thailand. I want to talk about that a little bit, but you've also got you know, Instagram, Snapchat. I mean, you're you're kind of covering uh, some of the you know leading edge ones, and as well some of the new developments in you know existing tools that have been there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really important because it's a funny thing in social media and I feel like it can be very, very overwhelming. So my goal with everything that I put out is to kind of simplify uh, the process and also make people aware that you don't have to be on everything. I'm not on everything. Um, However, uh, if it's video, then yes, it's a platform I'm going to be on because I know that my strengths lie in, um, in, in being on video and communicating through video as opposed to, I'm not, I'm not a long form blogger. I'm not a writer. That's not where my strength lies. So I prefer those, those platforms. So yes, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely an avid Snapchatter and I like Periscope and, and YouTube for sure. And, and All right. Twitter, so yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Now let's dive a little bit. You, you mentioned some of your clients and, uh, I don't know if you can speak about anything by name or just by concept, but, uh, you know, what's, What's a video problem you help solve for them and what's maybe, you know, one specific one or what's common that you get and how do you help them then?
0: I think, well, a really common one is actually just the fear of being on camera um, and the fear of looking stupid, and it's a funny thing, it's kind of a double-edged sword, because I find with video, it's the fastest and most effective way to establish yourself as an expert, and as a thought leader uh, in your space, because there's no hiding when you're on video, there's not a lot of editing that you can do, I mean, you can, but um, but you're... You, if you
1: butcher edit- up your guest's last name, I mean, it's <laughs> there, it's just what it is, right? <laughs> it's
0: just there, it's just there, yeah, exactly, so you can't hide... Um, can't hide your knowledge and um, and you're going to get found out pretty quickly if you're not being totally truthful about what you know. Um, so I find that that's probably one of the most common fears is that people don't want to look stupid on camera, uh, which is silly because... The camera is just an object. If you're talking to someone in real life, you don't have that fear of looking stupid. So you shouldn't have that fear of being on camera because it's just like talking to another person. Uh, but another one I find is the technical aspect is very daunting for people. And it really doesn't have to be. I have a tutorial on YouTube about the cameras that I use. And um, the camera that I'm using actually right now with you is a webcam of about $150, I believe. Um, so it doesn't have to be complicated to get started in it, and I think those are the two most common issues I find people have. Okay.
1: All right. Excellent. Now you mentioned uh, Periscope already, so obviously the you know the live streaming, and I'm seeing you know more and more of that. But but again, I'm in that tech social media arena, and I know that big brands are typically early adopters of that. Uh, so you know, what are you seeing with live streaming? Is it still kind of at that big brand stage or are you starting to see some changes there?
0: You know what? I've actually kind of noticed that it's 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 a little bit reversed with live streaming okay. where, yes, there are big brands using it. But I think because of the transparency that comes with video and especially live streaming, because they're truly in this instance, is no editing. Um, it's a little bit of a there's a fear factor involved for bigger. Brands because they have to be very cautious, and because of the real time engagement, they know that they're going to get thrown questions that maybe they can't answer on the spot and have to go through a process to answer within their company. Um, And so, I find that smaller brands, entrepreneurs, authors, musicians, um, individual solopreneurs are thriving on Periscope. And it's a platform that I absolutely love because I don't really have to censor anything, I don't have to check with anybody. But the content that I'm putting out, it just allows me to communicate with my audience in real time. And there's a great factor to live streaming that is immediate attention, and that's the same thing for Snapchat. It, it people know that that content's not going to live forever, so it grabs them uh, right off the bat and draws them into your live stream. And for brands and for um, entrepreneurs, that's invaluable.
1: Okay, uh, it, it's that whole thing of it's not going to live forever. I mean, that that seems to be a a, a new trend. I mean, Snapchat kind of started that. Now you're seeing with live streaming, so. Uh, you know, is that uh, emerging or I mean, what do you think about that?
0: I think it's definitely emerging. I think it's kind of, kind of uh, proves the sad state of our society at this point that our attention spans are not the best. Um, but and also we want to we want instant gratification and we want to be able to communicate with people um, and not just be uh, talked to, but talked with and have our questions answered. And the whole thing with social media is the traditional the idea of celebrity has gone gone away entirely because now those celebrities and influencers now are accessible and so this just adds another layer of accessibility you would never see you know Michael Jackson or Michael Jordan um doing this in in that day and age because this technology didn't exist and so that idea of celebrity is so different now and you're expected to cultivate your community harvest your community give back add value and live streaming allows you to do that
1: okay yeah now I got to come back to this Thailand thing then. So that was a, I, I watched that video and I mean, I just, your, your journey along with that. I mean, I, I love kind of found the different locations and things like that. So maybe, um, you know, a little bit of how the idea came about and then like, you know, what did you do to kind of put that together? What what was all involved?
0: Um, it, it's funny. It just sort of is a second nature for me um, to to create that kind of content. And I, and I love doing it. So I didn't, there was not a lot of thinking to the process. Um, when I put the videos together, I just knew that I had my equipment with me, which I really take it everywhere, to be honest. Um, and whenever I'm traveling, I have it. And so I had my GoPro and my Canon PowerShot 330 HS and, uh, and a few other cameras with me. And I just capture things along the way, but the, funny thing is, is, people tend to think that I'm constantly capturing things and not living in the moment. And I was very strategic when I was in Thailand. And I took a lot of time to not be doing any of that or and to be completely disconnected. But when I saw something valuable to capture and kind of had a little bit of a roadmap in my head of what I wanted the story to look like at the end, um, that allowed me to film for the appropriate amount of time and not constantly attached to my camera. And then when I came home, I wrote a little paper edit script of it, edited it all together and then put it on YouTube.
1: Okay. What do you say to that company, the small business entrepreneur who's a little bit scared of that editing part?
0: Yeah, editing can be a big hurdle for sure. That's probably the third biggest question that I get. Um, it's, I think with editing too, keep it simple. Um, I often am asked, okay, so what kind of software should I invest in for editing? And and the reality is if you have a Mac you have iMovie and I use iMovie. Um, I've also used higher end uh, editing software for more complex projects but for my weekly tutorials I use iMovie. Keep it really really simple. I have a tutorial on YouTube and I have a video editing cheat sheet that people can go and uh, download um, but yeah I think that's the biggest key is use what you have and keep the cut simple. You don't need to have crazy transitions and I think that The biggest hurdle as well is you shoot all of this footage and then you go, okay, now how am I supposed to put this together? But what you can do to combat that confusion is before you even shoot anything, have a rough shot list, have a rough script that you want to follow. And then that makes the editing process much easier when you come back to the footage after it's shot.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like the rough shot list particularly. I think I'm I'm guilty of that not thinking through that ahead of time. So that that's a, that's a key list. Uh by the way to the audience and as well, I'm going to make sure I have your links in here so we'll be able to get to those uh, items you reference here afterwards in the show notes. So that's that's wonderful. Perfect. Got all those tools. Okay. So let's uh, let's switch again and talk about Facebook video versus YouTube video. Okay. So over the past year, I would say Facebook video has really, uh, climbed in momentum. Again, they, you know, Facebook seems to, to weight, uh, strongly their videos and their algorithms. So their videos are showing more in newsfeed. People want that. But, uh, what do you see happening there? Is Facebook video going to overtake YouTube video as a player or what, what's happening? Your, your expertise, please.
0: You know, I think it's a big, it's a big player for sure. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely rivaling YouTube a little bit, but I hesitate to even say that because I don't think it's one or the other. It's that's not the case with YouTube and Facebook. And how I explain it is, um, Google owns YouTube. Google is the number one search engine in the world. So Google's not going to have Facebook videos showing up in search and 60% of all views on YouTube are search driven. So that's not going away anytime soon. People are still going to YouTube to look things up. However, on Facebook, the immediate gratification and the immediate virality that you get from the videos on Facebook is, is impressive for sure, because Facebook, wants you and is forcing you to digest video content. Um, and they've made it the number one performing piece of content on, on the platform. So if I use Facebook video to actually promote my YouTube videos. And there's little workarounds that you can do because you know you're going to get lots of eyeballs on them. Um, however, the analytics on Facebook video are not nearly as uh, robust as the analytics are on on YouTube. Um, and the reality is Facebook is In my opinion, I don't think it's going after and trying to kill YouTube. Uh, They have taken over some of the functionalities, like they've added a watch later button to the videos on YouTube. They're also doing ad revenue sharing now on Facebook. Um, But I think what they're going after is ad revenue at the end of the day. So they want advertisers to invest in Facebook video, and it's happening. But YouTube's still going to reign supreme for search.
1: Yeah. Okay. Just different because uh, you're you're watching Facebook videos, but you're on Facebook. That's where it's happening. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So I think, I think that's a key thing to remember is that YouTube is sort of a slow and steady, uh, pace for your, your, views and your traffic. It's a constant traffic source because people are constantly searching for things. So if you are, um, doing all the appropriate things to rank your videos, uh, then you're constantly showing up search in perpetuity and then you're driving traffic to your website or to your email list through those YouTube videos for Facebook. That's not the case. Gotcha. All
1: right. Now, uh, let's go to live streaming again. Periscope and and Meerkat. Okay, maybe for the audience, just a a little bit of the differences and then a little bit of what you see happening with each of them going forward. Uh,
0: Well, it's it's interesting. You know, Meerkat recently uh, unveiled their cameo feature, which is a game changer. Um, I'm a huge fan of Periscope, and I've tried both. Um, I tend to lean towards Periscope, but again, just like Facebook and YouTube, I don't see it being an either or. I think they both have their own... um, values that they bring to the table and uh with with periscope what i really like about that platform is the immediate sentiment that you can see from your audience with the hearts and um and never-ending hearts that people can add uh and the real-time feedback obviously which you get on Me- meerkat as well um but i find the functionality and the interface on, on periscope is a lot easier and the integration with twitter obviously is hugely beneficial because um, you have that built-in audience um Whereas on Meerkat, their integration with Facebook was just updated and improved a lot. So you don't even need to have a Twitter account to sign into Meerkat now. So that's really important to know um, and gives them an added value as well. And then the Cameo feature, which allows you to not just broadcast at people, but to broadcast with people. So if you're not familiar with the Cameo feature, basically, if you start a broadcast, you can invite your audience or a person in your audience to jump in uh, on video. And- And live stream as part of your broadcast for up to 60 seconds. Uh, So that's really an amazing tool because it's adding a whole other layer of um, community and integration with your audience.
1: Yeah. No, uh, I haven't really checked that one out yet, but I, I, you know, that sounds like a a winner, you know, just to to explore a little bit for sure. Sure. Okay. All right. Now uh, let's, let's switch to another one more common. They've been around for a while. Instagram video and Vine. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and and again, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll you know anticipate that you'll say you know great for different audiences or whatever, but yes. uh, yeah, not, you tell
0: me Very politically correct here.
1: <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, we'll dive into those. What do you what do you see happening? What do you like about each of those? What where's the when? What are the uniquenesses that can appeal to uh, different you know brands or different uses?
0: Well, it's funny, to be honest, like I said before, I'm not on um, every platform, and I I have a Vine account, but I don't think I've ever actually used it, Um, and it's purely for the reason that I didn't really see a need for it, and I totally recognize that there's these Vine superstars and influencers and content creators, and I I think that's great, Uh, but from a brand perspective, if you look at the numbers alone, there's 40 million active users on Vine as opposed to 300 million active users on Instagram. And as far as performance goes, because of the because Facebook owns Instagram, um, the performance on other platforms is much higher. So uh, and the lifespans a lot longer. So with Vine, it's integrated with Twitter, but the lifespan of a tweet is maybe a couple of minutes. So you're not sure how many people are actually seeing that content. Whereas on Facebook, because they've really reinforced video and video now their highest performing kind of content if you're sharing your Instagram videos on Facebook you're seeing even higher engagement than you were before on an entirely different platform so um, if I were to choose between those two it's Instagram video all day gotcha
1: Gotcha. all right now uh, let's see you know I'm guessing that obviously YouTube is important to you just because of your channel and the way you're communicating with your audience Uh, what do you do though on a daily basis what's a go-to where you're spending the most time
0: I would say Twitter. I mean, YouTube, I'm on every day. Those are kind of my two, um, main platforms that I focus on the most. Um, there, like I said, the community on YouTube has just been unbelievable and it's a completely different kind of a community than any other platform that I've experienced. Um, and the feedback and the conversations that I'm having there are just so incredible. So every day I go in and I comment on other people's videos and look for different kinds of content. And then I also, you know, I'm in my community and writing back to people and responding uh, as quickly as I can. Whereas on Twitter, that's that's kind of an everyday, all day, <laughs> day experience for me. I have the most amazing community of people on Twitter and I just I love it I love talking to them I love that they will send me content that they think I'd be interested in and I get a lot of my news there and yeah I just I love Twitter.
1: You know I think just that last comment there I I think that's such a growing trend is how we get news from social media I I think that's really coming I mean I know I'm there you know for me it's it's a lot of it I get from Facebook though as well but uh, news.
0: Totally yeah it's really interesting that trend is definitely growing. And I just saw an article, I think it was last week about the fact that, you know, Facebook's now being referred to as kind of like the older network. Um, but teenagers are still very active on it. And one of the main uses that they use Facebook for is for curating news stories. So yeah, it's very interesting to see how the trend is changing and how we consume our news information. Right. Yeah. Now, one
1: thing I found interesting is that it looks to me, unless I'm missing something, like you have a, one-page <laughs> okay? a one page website. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay
1: now now I'm a web guy you know we build sites that kind of thing so I'm just like I'm amazed at this but I I, I think it I think it I think it fits I mean so you're just sending everybody to YouTube basically is that is that
0: kind of the idea yeah I mean a little bit it's it's I used to have a full website with, with multiple pages um but I just found you know I'm more active on my social platforms I totally see the value in a website and that is coming. Eventually, um, I'm working on the, the content in the back end for that right now, but it's not something that's going to be in the immediate future because I don't totally see a need for it. Um, so yeah, right now it's just the one page and, and people can sign up for my, uh, my email list through that and I send out free tips and tutorials every week um, through that. So that's really my way of communicating with my audience.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's the way you're getting information out and letting them know about your next video and that type of piece there as well. Of course, I can subscribe to your channel.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course.
1: Yeah. All right. So uh, as we wind down here, I mean, Thailand was great. So I got to ask you, you know, is there another travel video coming up? Do you have, you have something on the horizon you're planning?
0: Um, well, I've done Thailand and I've done Portland recently. Uh, I'm headed to Cape Cod uh, very soon to actually visit Sue B. Zimmerman. The Sue B., yes. Yes. Um, so I think I'll probably do a little bit of filming there. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I might do some mini-vlogs and a lot of periscoping, I, I, I think. So, uh, So yeah, people can expect that from me for sure.
1: All right. Excellent, excellent. Well, Sonny, I want to thank you for being with me here today and just talking about some of this uh, video stuff that's happening out there. And, uh I'm just glad my audience could get introduced to you because uh, we can find you online, obviously and, and with all your you know your clips, your YouTube channel, the different pieces there, um, I found a lot of value in that uh, you know a warm, sunny personality and disposition. I'm sure you've had that before coming away <laughs> <your> <laughs> times.
0: <laughs> it's always a compliment though.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good. All right, so I want to thank you for being with me. And to my audience, I'm going to include, you know, some of the information, the links that uh, we talked about, links to some of uh, particular um, Sonny's videos that um, are going to be of value here, video editing, all those pieces there. So, thanks again, Sonny, for being with me here in the halftime Mike podcast.
0: Thank you so much.
1: All right, folks, that's a wrap for today. This is Mike with the halftime Mike podcast. Hey, you know, it's all about taking away that one two. Uh, Key pieces of information, implementing them right away. So, what is your doable next step? Something you heard today that's important to you that you need to implement. Think about that, mark it down, go do it. All right, take care. See you, folks.
0: Thanks for listening to the Halftime Mike podcast with Mike Dingrich. Remember, what you do in the second half can change the outcome of the game. Does your business need resourcing, tools, and social media consulting? Then visit MikeDingrich.com. Want to have Mike speak at your next event? Visit MikeDingrich.com slash speaking. Join us again for another episode of Halftime Mike, your no-nonsense guide to victory on the court of life.